the podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And? I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. This podcast is supported by Conspiracy Unlimited. Richard Serrett is a regular guest host on Coast to Coast AM, the most listened to late night radio program in the world. Now you can hear Richard on his podcast, Conspiracy Unlimited, three days a week. Political intrigue and subterfuge, conspiracies, the paranormal, UFOs, alternative energy, and more. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Conspiracy Unlimited, following the truth wherever it leads. Listen and subscribe at conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast, a studio DNA podcast. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. You can become a patron of our show and the Studio DNA Network by going to patreon.com slash studio DNA to find out more. Now, here's the show. In a galaxy far, far away in a time long ago. Say it right for me. Someone fix it for me. Long time ago in a galaxy yeah, far, far away. Yeah, I, I love Star Wars, too. I really botched that. Uh, we'll edit that out later, Phil. Uh, welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. We won't edit that out. Uh, my name is Jack. Thanks for tuning in and downloading. Uh, in the studio today, we have... Let's start right. We'll go to the right and around, around the bend here. Producer Phil is here. Off mic. Hello. Uh, next to him is Adam Napier. Hello. Uh, and then across the way, uh, the super talented Jake Wilburn. As opposed to you guys who I didn't give any credit for being talented to. That's okay. I'm pervious. Yeah, you're pervious. <laughs> what? Jake, say hi. Misa, Jake Wilburn. <laughs> oh, Lord. He's a Gungan. <laughs> okay, so uh, we are talking today about uh, a very, definitely a movie that's been panned um, by a lot of people. And some people love this movie because it's their first, it was their first uh, Star Wars, you know, interaction. Because they were, you know, they weren't around when the first ones came out, uh, the original movies. The Star Wars Phantom Menace. Is it The Phantom Menace? The Phantom Menace. Star Wars The Phantom Menace. And was The Phantom Menace, was it uh, Palpatine or was it Darth Maul? Discuss. I think it was Sidious or, or Palpatine was the... What it was the Phantom Menace because he, he was the Sith yeah. that they couldn't sense. Yeah, the Sith plan. I think. Okay. I guess I'm disagreeing with you. That's okay. That's okay. okay. That's okay. No, I, right. I think it was like the Sith plan. The, like, the, I will say right off the bat, this is exactly what's wrong with this movie. <laughs> okay. This is the whole thing is so is so convoluted. It's like trying to read a history book, except it's in space. And it has congressional. <laughs> yes, it has the Galactic Congress, and they're meeting, and we're discussing all kinds. It's like. Shoot me yeah. with the uh, law, yeah. the yeah. space law. And we'll go, Noth- yeah. Nothing is more exciting than forming a committee. Yes, we love committees. Uh, and you could be fighting with lightsabers, but instead, let's filibuster. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Phantom Menace, uh, you guys, let's talk Star Wars real quick. Uh, Adam, you're uh, our first-time guest here. Uh, tell us your initial uh, entry into the Star Wars universe. Uh, I started uh, with my first movie in the movie theaters, actually. My, uh, my uncle took me to see Return of the Jedi in theaters. That's awesome. So I'm, I'm an original Star Wars fan. That's so cool. So. Um, what's your favorite of the first those first three movies? Empire. Empire. I think yeah, I'm, I'm pretty traditional. I think universally Empire is. Uh, Jake, first Star Wars uh, uh, experience. 
Uh, I'm a, a little bit younger than Adam, and so uh, my first one was starting to get into around the, the digital re-releases in the 90s. Yes. I had seen them before. I mean, I had the original VHS tapes and stuff, but when they were really marketing and pushing Star Wars mm-hmm. again during the... Uh, during the remasters, yes. that's when I really started to like, oh, action figures like crazy, and da, 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 and yeah, that was my first. Uh, and then like uh, Shadows of the Empire came out on N sixty four around the time, and so I, that's really when I started gearing up for it. Very cool, can, Phil. Can you reach this mic? Tell sure. us about your initial Star Wars uh, fun. Um, I mean, I'm pretty similar to to Adam. I actually like. I don't remember this experience, but my parents tell me I was uh, in the back seat. Uh, for a drive for driving drive yeah f- uh, for return of the jedi um but i mean i don't think i was i was young enough where i was kind of interested but anyway and then uh in the 90s i watched them over and over and over again we just had them all on vhs mm-hmm. and then um i was super into like the super nintendo uh star wars games mm-hmm. as well oh, very yeah, hard yeah. yeah i i mean i honestly like a lot of my entry of like the characters and just the lore of star wars is actually through the games like huh. i i played mm-hmm. those games over and over again Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars, man. Um, I watched um, Star Wars. I remember before before movie rental. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the big networks would run movies of an evening, like and I movie remember, of the week or something yeah, and like the that. movie of the week or a big big time. It was. I think the first one I saw was Empire in that way, mm-hmm. and probably just because it was on that night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I ended up watching them in actually technically probably in reverse or in backward order. And then um, we're in the wrong order. And um, anyway, I've loved Star Wars ever since. I had a ton of Star Wars figures. I mean, mm-hmm. just a ton of them. A ton of them. Much Love to them. my wife's chagrin, I still have them. Well, they're buried. <laughs> yeah, I have, have a lot. They're yeah. buried somewhere at my parents' house. Yeah. Just put away. So my, when uh, my brother-in-law was born, my father-in-law was watching Star Wars in the waiting room. It was on. And so baby's born. like, let's name him Luke. And my mother-in-law oh was like, my. how about no? Because oh you were my. just watching Star Wars and we're not doing that. His name's Brandon, by the way. Brandon. Not, not Luke. His Brandon name is, Vader Wilbur. His name is Boba. His name's Boba. Or Boba. Is it Boba or Boba? Boba. 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 His name's Boba. Um, okay, so um, let's do this. It is time. Time for some deets. The details of the movie. Star Wars Episode 1. The Phantom Menace. Uh, don't be a menace to society while uh, watching your Phantom Menace in the hood. Directed by George Lucas. What nice things can we say about George Lucas? Adam, go. Uh, innovator. He did stuff that never was done before. Okay, very good. Jakester? Uh World builder. Universe creator. Okay. I, lo- I mean, so detailed, so much lore, which almost was kind of a problem in this movie but right. in general I too think too much world building yeah but I think it's great that he that there's so much to be studied Phil quickly um, positive George Lucas things uh, I mean kind of goes with what's already been said but uh, audio like Skywalker sound is still like a really big deal and like he's he's been a pioneer in that kind of realm uh, THX as well yep yeah. uh, produced by Rick McCallum uh, written by George Lucas uh, George Lucas just made I mean just Billions of dollars, right? I mean, he's just worth an unbelievable amount. Mm-hmm. And he sold this all to uh, Disney. Disney. So now he's really, really rich. For billions. Billions. Mm-hmm. Billions of dollars. Starring Liam Neeson. Uh, you may know him from the Taken franchise. He signed on without reading the script. Why not? Mm-hmm. He's Qui-Gon. They'll never kill him off. He's Qui-Gon. <laughs> uh, Ewan McGregor, uh, Natalie Portman, Jake Lloyd, the best child actor ever in history of man. It's Jake Lloyd. He is the patron saint of child actors on our show. He's in Jingle All the Way. He's in this thing. He's great. He's Jake Lloyd. He loves pod racing. This is pod racing. This is pod. This is this pod. Is, and this is podcasting. This is podcasting. Im, Im, I'm, wait. Im, Ian no. McDermott. Is that Ian McDermott? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is misspelled. Uh, Anthony uh, An- Anthony Daniels, Kenny Baker, uh, Pernilla August, and Frank Oz. You can't have a movie um, with creatures without Frank Oz around. And I skipped over Anthony Daniels as uh, C-3PO and Kenny Baker as R2 to the D2. Uh, music by John Williams. Is there a better person to get to do your musical composition? Not for, not for like epic movies. Um, unless you could raise John Philip Sousa from the grave, John Williams is your guy. Um, we're going to skip through this release date. 
May the 19th in the U.S. of 1999. So May 19th, 1999. I remember watching this baby in the theater and being so stoked and so pumped and then going, at the end going, oh, oh okay. Um, They're going to build on it. Yeah, I, it'll, the next one will be better. <clears throat> can't, wait to, can't wait to see him turn into Vader. I was, very, I was very optimistic. I have to wait until mm-hmm. 2005 for that. Um, budget of a very, honestly, a low budget for a big time movie now that, like in 2018 when this is being recorded, $115 million. What did it make at the box office? Mm, $200 million? What did it make at the box office? I'll go three plus. $1.027 billion. That's what this is. Wow. Now, that's that's yeah. counting in re-releases, I'm sure. sure. sure yeah. That may be a total that wow. someone has uh, uh, falsified, but at wow. any rate. That's a couple bucks. So what mm-hmm. do we know? Really? Really? What do we know? Do we know what's good? We, maybe maybe <laughs> not. I still don't like Jar Jar. You can make a trillion dollars, and I'd be like, Jar Jar is still horrible. Yeah. He's yeah. bad. And pod racing. The video game was cool, though. Mm-hmm. That, that pod racing video game was really neat. I've I been thought. replaying it. Recently, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. All right, Adam, you are our guest. Yes, uh, and you have to do thirty second synopsis. Okay, or you have to fight um, Darth Maul in that laser shielded thing at the end, where okay. Qui Gon may or may not have died. Okay, not going to spoil it yet. Okay, but he did die. All right, here we go. <laughs> Adam, thirty second synopsis. As Adam Napier, uh, Star Wars, Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. Uh, and 30 seconds in office, and go! The Sith uh, destabilized the government through the use of the sinister taxation. Oh. Is that it? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that, that's, that's it. There, there's a pod race in there, but that's 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 what happens. Oh. They tell you in the beginning. Taxation. I put my... <laughs> And the crowd goes wild. He's, here's the, the thing. He's, he's not wrong. Like, I want that to be wrong, but he's not wrong. That's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. All right. Best All right. 30 so- seconds synopsis that is, ever. It really is. It really is. Wait, wait, did I make it under? Oh, oh did wait, you? I mean, you, you actually had a little bit of a pause at the beginning. Because I could go again. You paused, thought about it, and then it became like... It was like a probably a six second deal. Uh, awesome. Because it took me two seconds to look at it and be like, are you done? You're done. So very good. Excellent well, work, sir. Excellent work. Thank you. Uh, before uh, we dive into the plot, um, real quick, uh, a couple thoughts about um, the actors in the movie. Go quick. Uh, Liam Neeson was great. Um, Ian McDermott's great. Uh, Jake Lloyd did okay. I think with he's given a lot of weird lines, I think, too. But mm-hmm. eh, I, I'm not too hard up on him. But um, I thought the I don't think the actors were the problem. And I think most of them were good. Uh, overall actors, Adam. Uh, Ewan McGregor is really the standout. Obi-Wan Kenobi for me. Yes. Um, in the whole prequel trilogy, he is, he's like shining in it as far as just he he kind of is like Alec Guinness. Uh, Philly, um, what do you think about actors in this movie? Uh, yeah, it was good. I, I mean, I think Dar- I would have loved to see more Darth Maul in the movies after it because I, I thought I, everyone was really good. I would have loved to have seen more. Uh, I would have loved to have seen Darth Maul survive this film. I think part so of the nice. reason why Darth Maul was so good in this film is because there was so little of him, That's and, true because, too. and because he he's like so, Jaws. Yeah, in, in yeah. The first I think Jaws if movie. I think if there would have been more for him to do and say, he would not have been as cool. All right, we'll be right back, and we're back. Welcome back to the uh, Horror Movie Podcast. My name is Jack, and uh, today we're talking about Star Wars: The Phantom Menace. Uh, we have Adam Napier with us. Hello. Uh, we have Jake Wilburn with may the, us. May the force be with you. And we have Phil Sousa um, dialing it up on the uh, on the computer today. Okay. Hello. Oh, okay. I thought you made like a sound of a like a womp. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. a, a womp. Oh, was it a womp rat? Were you? A, never mind. A, a tauntaun. A wampa. Tauntaun. That was a tauntaun sound. The one they ride. Yes. Yeah, tauntaun. They smell better on the uh, outside, outside, even. <laughs> So we're going to talk about the plot for Phantom Menace, but we're going to start by talking about how egregious people um, feel about uh, Phantom Menace in general. Mm-hmm. Um, were you guys offended when you watched this movie? Not offended, but were you upset when you watched it to the point where you're like, I hope the second one's way better? Yeah, yeah. I It kind of left me, I, you know, of course I was really excited when I watched it, but um, as you're watching it, it's like, 
I wish there was more to this. Yes. You know, um, I think a lot of people got dazzled by like the lightsaber fighting and that was really the first time we'd really seen Jedi full on in action and it wasn't like an old man fighting a robot. Yes. But um, at the end of it, it was like, man, I'm glad they're doing another one because this kind of nothing really happened. Yes. Yes. Same thoughts? Yeah. So I really liked it originally and have soured on it over time. Like the the more I've watched it and the more I've looked into it and and especially uh, compared, you know, I've really warmed up on Revenge of the Sith in recent years more so. But because I mean, I, I was just right at that age when it came out to not really think about it too hard and just be like, whoa, more Star Wars yeah, and pod racing. More and, figures. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah it was, right, exactly. Cool. And then like the more I analyze the movie, the more I'm like, yeah, this really isn't uh, isn't good. Even I was like, oh, but the pod racing. And then I really started looking at the pod racing was like, even that's got a bunch of, got lots of issues. Yes. And so, yeah, it's, it's really soured on me over time. So we are to, before we talk about the plot, let's talk about this. Uh, something I learned, a term I learned, I've heard about not watching the first one and just watching the others, but uh, the machete order is just cutting up the order and fitting it into uh, an order that makes sense. So like, say if, if you had somebody that had never watched star Wars before and you're like, hey, let's do the whole, you know, the whole saga. So you start with four and five, right? Because they don't know, assumedly, that Darth Vader is Luke's father. So they get to that and they're like, what? That's crazy. And like, okay, Obi-Wan was his, right? So you go back and you do episode two and three. Because episode two, they're already in full swing. He's a Padawan. Episode three, you see the turn. And then you're like, you go back then to episode six, turn the Jedi to see how it all wraps up. The way it explained to me was essentially... The original trilogy you're doing in order, but you have once you get enough information to kind of understand some of the background of the story, which you get an empire with uh, the whole "I am your father" revelation. Mm-hmm. Episode two and three kind of act like a flashback, kind of to give some exposition. Oh, like if you're good, reading, if good. you're reading a novel, they would flash back to, okay, this is what happened. I like and, it, and give you like some exposition on it. And so that's what two and three function as in the in the machete. But cut. if you do the prequels first, it really ruins the surprise and empire. All, all the big, the, yeah, yes. all the big jumps and stuff yes. like that. It's cool. Yeah, you don't even watch. You don't even watch episode one. Yeah, uh, yeah. What Phil said, if you couldn't hear him off mic, you don't even need episode one for this order, and really, you don't. I but mean, you, you do need it for our show today. Yes, we do. So, um, <laughs> Jake, before you tell them to go away, uh, well, let's talk about the plot of this. Apparent, um, maybe fa- apparently just fan fiction, I guess. Okay, and so so if we were going off machete order, this isn't even canon. Yeah, uh, this is like. A- so anyway, I recently rewatched this with Adam, and when the opening crawl comes and it's like the Trade Federation, the Taxation Trade Rust, and I said, okay, I've seen this movie two dozen times throughout my life, and I said, Adam, what is the Trade Federation, and why is Naboo being taxed? An hour and a half later, I kind of understood. Right. So, I mean, because he's read the the back novels and stuff to this. It's like you shouldn't need this much just to understand the even the first few seconds of the movie. Like, where are we at right now? And why is this happening? Yes. And who are these guys? There are literally two books, like 300, 400 page novels that you need to read to understand the background of the crisis that episode one illustrates. Which actually now now aren't even canon, right? They're not even canon now. Yeah. Yeah. But but to understand why the heck we're even doing this. You have to read two in, entire novels to, awesome. to really understand. So much so fun. So it's like, go right. see this movie, but do your homework first. Yeah, and, and actually, those right. novels were actually created by H&R Block. Right. So. <laughs> well, and so, like, my my daughter, she can watch Return of the Jedi, no problem, right? Because it's like, oh, there's a big slug in the beginning. And there's and Ewoks. There's Ewoks, and it, and it kind of it keeps your attention, right? And so I tried to get my six-year-old to watch The Phantom Menace. And, in, I mean, in the first 20 minutes, she's she's already gone in the other. I mean, there's no way it's going to keep her attention. Which is weird. Because it's like. Because it's very kid-related. Kid the, the taxation like All of, of my kids, they can't watch it. Yeah. They, they really dislike Jar Jar and the Gungans in general. Sad. Wow. Yeah. So the Trade Federation, to start the movie, has blockaded Naboo. Um, and they are um, the, the Galactic Republic is uh, we learn all about uh, the laws in uh, the Star Wars universe here based on them getting together with the Galactic Empire and just uh, the Republic having their meetings and a lot of uh, here ye- a lot of yays and nays. And um, the Jedis are sent in to try to uh, 
bring some peace to this, to this mm-hmm. trade talks. Negotiate, correct? yeah. Um, and Gun Newt Gunray is is the main person in the trade federation. Mm-hmm. He's the viceroy. Again, you don't know. You know, we <laughs> need to have, have, read the read the books to understand yeah. why. Is that legal? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't um, forget, he's got a speech impediment, which is does. always good to have your character. <laughs> yes, and he there the the uh, Gunray character and all of his race of people. Which what are they? They're the uh, the Gunrays. <laughs> I think they're Nimodians. Nimodians, okay. So they, I knew it. That was on the tip of my tongue. Yes, I, I me too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. Um, there have been people talk about how they're portrayed, mm-hmm. and not not saying it's racist, but it's very much like what are what's it, what it's alluded to that they're supposed to be, right? So I don't know. I don't. You don't have to delve into that. But this movie has <laughs> a you. couple things like that. Jar Jar's character. Similar, where people are like, and maybe maybe it's being people people being oversensitive. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna say that that Gunray's character and Jar Jar, it's like, what are the stereotypes they're, they're trying to allude to? Maybe on these people. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there's a fight scene. You get to see these droids. Did you like the uh, battle droids that r- rolled and had the had their own uh, force skills? shield? Mm-hmm. Did they're you like sh- Did you like them? I I thought they were really cool, um, and I still do. I think. Uh, I think that they're one of the coolest things to come out of that is this they're very mobile, they're very quick, and they're very alien. It's, it looks like something that a human didn't design. Yes. You know, a lot of other droids, especially in the original trilogy, look like people. And so people make things that look familiar. So this looks like one of the other creatures in the universe designed it. Um, the Viceroy has been ordered by uh, Darth Sidious to kill uh, the Jedi that came to. The uh, you can pull that closer. Uh, that 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 came to do the negotiations. Uh, the droids turn on them. The battle droids, the really bad ones. What are the? Just, are they just called they're battle just called droids? Battle droids. Man, they're bad. Yeah, they're bad, bad. Uh, even worse than stormtroopers somehow. Yeah. Somehow they are worse than stormtroopers. Yeah. More pointless. Roger, 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 Roger. And they've Roger, never Roger. hit. A, they've never hit a target, um, ever. <laughs> um, so then they fight, 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 fight. They get off of the uh, ship that they went on. And they end up in uh, in Gungan territory on Naboo, uh, and they meet uh, an outcast, a young outcast named Jar Jar Binks. And cinema was never the same again. <laughs> um, Jar Jar uh, is supposed to be the comic relief of the movie. George mm-hmm. Lucas is really proud of this character. Do you know any background of, of George, how proud he was? Oh, yeah. Talk I mean, about if you, any of the behind-the-scenes stuff, he, he, goes on and on. he goes on and on and on about Jar Jar and how just, I mean... He and how he's the kind of the key and all the special effects and how hard they worked on him and how I mean he was a huge Jar Jar Binks believer and must have just been a Jar Jar believer. He felt like the kids were going to. I saw an interview with him and he said the kids are. We wanted to really reach the kids this time and have them something that they could identify with and that they could find and like make their own in this universe. Yes, and I don't know any kids that like. I really love Jar Jar. He was the Urkel of the movie. Is he what was. But they did, and, and some of the scenes, like the, the scenes in the movie that took the longest and were the hardest for the special effects people to do were almost very insignificant Jar Jar scenes. Mm-hmm. Jar Jar walking and talking they with Qui-Gon. They took so much time and energy to like make him part of scenes, and it's just like, why? Yeah. Actually, the last time we watched it, with Jake and I, when we watched it, we noticed Jar Jar has more lines than Obi-Wan Kenobi in the movie. Yikes. He has more screen time than Obi-Wan Kenobi in the movie. Sad. Jar Jar, um, they they need to find a way to get to the other side of the planet. Is that correct? Is that how this works? They're trying to they well they get to the Gungans. The Gungans essentially give them a free taxi. Jar Jar says, mm-hmm. "I'll take you to the right." They, so they go through the through the planet core. Yeah, yeah. they they landed on the opposite side of the planet. They landed on the opposite side of the planet from the capital city where the queen is. Yes, which is where the the Jedi are trying to get to rescue the queen. Uh-huh. And so Jar Jar knows a way to get there. Okay. The the whole planet is being invaded by the Trade Federation, and the droids are landing everywhere. They swim through the middle of the planet to uh, the Gungan capital, to Boss Nas, who is almost as annoying yes. as Jar Jar. Just in less scenes. <laughs> yes. I remember that, a lot of that right, going yeah, on, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah, he spits a lot, which is <laughs> always good for, a, for an endearing character. Yes. Lots of, no like these. Lots of excretions. Oh, gross. Oh, um, yeah, that's a good word, right? <laughs> Uh, so they um, 
they get safe passage through the middle because this movie is an excuse. Jar Jar <laughs> Jar Jar owes a life debt. Jar Jar owes a life debt now to Obi Wan or to Qui Gon Jinn for saving him. Yay! Uh, and then so they let him have free passage. They're almost eaten by a sea monster, and then they show up and they uh, show up on the other side of the uh, planet, basically through mm-hmm. the water, which is how oceans work. And um, <laughs> they uh, just go through the middle of the sea. And, and not get boiled alive. Yeah, in the they're core. good. There's no core there apparently. Um, and they end up uh, Queen Amidala, Padme, who um, we will find out later that has a love interest uh, in Jake Lloyd from um, uh, you know Jingle All the Way, and they <laughs> um, they save her right, and yes. take her on the sh- they they use her ship to mm-hmm. escape right right yeah but it gets damaged through the. Trade Federation blockade on the way out, mm-hmm. and so they cannot. They basically have to find quickly after R two D two repairs the ship and saves mm-hmm. the day. Yeah, yes. the entrance they, of R two D two, but they still have to find a, a place to land quickly, which ends up being Tatooine. R two was with Obi wan No, right? R, no, R two was actually part of the. They had a unit of about five droids that was like the repair crew. Okay. For the, so the he's Naboo, the pit, he's the pit crew, right? Yeah, from so Radiator the, Springs, right? So yes. the Naboo basically built R two D two. It's kind of his origin. Is he was on the ship as maintenance? Interesting. And when they get damaged, he kind of falls out of his slot and goes out and helps repair. And he's the only surviving droid. The rest of them get blown off the ship. Very so good. R two does what he does in the entire series, which is save everybody. Yeah, he, it, <laughs> this is actually a movie. This is actually a series about. R2-D2. Yeah, how R2, this one droid saves the entire universe. Well, well, George go. Lucas has said the original trilogy was written from the perspective of the droids. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, they end up on Tatooine mm-hmm. to get their ship fixed. Yeah. Um, oh, Qui-Gon Jinn um, meets, well, first he talks to Watto, right? Watto, yeah. And uh, will you fix our ship? And he says... We'll fix it if what? They don't have enough money. They don't have they don't really have any, weird. Well, okay, so they have... Or he won't take credits. Yeah, they have Republic credits, the currency for the Republic. Since Tatooine is not in the Republic, yes. it's like just a, a free... It's a Wild West planet, yes. essentially. It'd be like coming to me, it's like, hey, take these Zimbabwe... They trade out... $1 trillion dollar bills. Yeah, and yeah. Tatooine <laughs> trades in homemade fudge, um, <laughs> switchblades... <laughs> Uh, blow dart guns, mm-hmm. uh, and they also will trade. They'll trade uh, wampum and well. emu oil, and emu oil, mm-hmm. and Gen- Tauntaun oil, okay. and Genesis. G e n i s y s. That's Genesis. Sorry, that was from the previous episode. Sure. All right, okay. sorry. Tying them together now. Um, so they don't have any money. Do they decide then it's time to pod race for this thing? Yeah, uh, Qui Gon goes into one of the most noblest forms of Jedi. Uh, philosophy gambling (laughs) and he essentially says i bet you that my pod can beat your pod in a pod race (laughs) and if i win we get the parts we need for free well sounds like a good plan i think watu has a gambling problem because any person and any being in their right mind would go you just proved to me you have no money yeah. Why would I take any kind of a bet? He's with like you? Cosmo Kramer, where he's right. like, "I have a gambling issue." Yeah, so. yeah, anyway. and and that's also how he ends up freeing Anakin because they raise the stakes of the bet, and part of that is Anakin's freedom after Qui Gon realizes that Qui-Gon. his midichlorians are super high. Dude, Off the and that, let's talk about that. He meets um, Anakin, and he meets uh, what's Smee? Shmee? Shmee. Shmee. From Peter Pan. Hi, I'm Shmee. Uh, that that would have been so much better for a voice woman like that. Uh, and they meet Anakin and his midichlorian. I cannot stress how high these midichlorians are in these Jedi Knights. Over 20,000. Oh my, what? Over 20,000. What? <laughs> what? They're, I've never seen anything like this. Midichlorians are 20,000? 20,000. Over 20,000. Oh my gosh. And folks, and my reaction. It was met in the same... Your your reaction right now to me freaking out about it is the exact response of every theater in America when they started dropping <laughs> midichlorians. What? You know there's a, a girl and a guy on a date and the girl leans over and goes, what's a, what's a midichlorian? <laughs> and the guy goes, I have no idea. Mitoch- mitochondria? <laughs> is it a mitochondria? No, midichlorian. 
And then George looks like, oh, I made that up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll never hear about that again, by the way. There you go. There's your minute. No, yeah, no, never you in won't. the series. Yeah, you will like, not. It's, that is, yeah, it's, it's like almost, take, might as well not even be canon. Yeah. Take, yeah. take this mystical force that you can get all these magical powers from by being good and we'll turn it into science. Yeah, because everybody loves it when you yeah. break, break <laughs> turn fun, magic, into yeah, magic into science. Yeah. So now we've gone from taxes and H&R Block to yeah. science. To science, yeah, right. because yeah. of science. So Shmi's like, yeah, he doesn't have a father, which is another like record-scratching moment where yeah. you're like, Immaculate well, hold conception. on now. 20,000 midichlorian level, and he has no father? And Qui-Gon's like, I believe in uh, Neo, so yeah. we're going to make sure, and I'm going to make Neo the best. Thanks, Morbius. Or Mo- Morpheus. <laughs> Sorry. So they um so they're like, yeah, we've got to take this guy back to Yoda. Yoda's gonna be like oh my, blown away. Yeah, blown away I am I. What how would he say it? How would Yoda <laughs> Mouth say on it? the floor it is. <laughs> <laughs> so he would be like freaking out. So we gotta get him back to Yoda. And so here we go. We've got uh they're loading him up and they're like, Well, he his mom's a slave. Uh if you win the pod race from Wado, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna beat. You got to beat Sebulba, who's the best pod racer ever. He's the uh, Dale Earnhardt of pod racers, and he is. Uh, they got to win. Why is Anakin then chosen to race? How do they get a pod to race? Anakin was building the pod on okay. his own. He at Watto had noticed that he had um, no human has the reflexes quick enough to pod race. They, you know, they'll blast into a wall and be dead. Anakin was the only one who could do it. So he had re- he had raced a couple of times before that using Watto's pod. And he'd almost won a couple of times, but the last time Sebulba crashed Watto's pod. But Anakin had been building a pod in secret out of junk. And the best pod, though. It was great. Yeah, it was yeah a great it's pod. a special, it's the fastest ever, Yeah, he, according to Anakin. Yes, ever. According to the little boy. Yes, with the mop, mop haircut. Um, later on, he'll, uh, a year, uh, a year, two years earlier, he was in uh, Jingle All the Way, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that or not. Um, <laughs> So, uh, uh, DA in the live chat mentions uh, an actor named Ray Park who plays Darth Maul. Mm -hmm. And, man, Darth Maul, folks, is my favorite thing from this movie. Yeah. He really is my favorite thing from this movie. And he comes back later on in uh, Star Wars uh, Rebels. Isn't that Mm -hmm. correct? Wasn't in Rebels? He was in in Clone Wars and Rebels. He was in Clone Wars as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And actually, um, to comment on him, I I met... Uh, Darth Maul at Comic Con a couple of years That's ago. That's awesome. And Ray Park, one of the nicest guys, spends like way too much time talking to his fans so that he sometimes even misses his uh, um, miss, Panel. misses panels. his panels because he just spends time is really devoted. If you ever get the chance to meet him, go meet him. He's really it was really one of the best meetings. I've did ever he do had. his kick awesome. thing? He did. He did a butterfly kick, which is the where he kind of spins and does a cartwheel in midair. Did it. Pair of jeans, work boots, like just did it cold because someone asked him to do That's it. That's awesome. Amazing martial artist. We'll talk more Ray Park. We'll be right back. Yeah, we're back here, and I'll tell you, we're uh, talking Phantom, The Phantom Menace, Star Wars The Phantom Menace, uh, and we've got Adam Napier here. Hello. We've got uh, Jake Wilburn in the house. Hello. I helped Anakin build C-3PO. He did, and um, <laughs> Phil <laughs> Sousa, who wrote the song Africa by Toto. Phil? Okay. He missed uh, the rain. He missed the rain <laughs> down in Africa. Um, but spe- we were talking before we went to the break about Ray Park. Uh, yeah. What Comic-Con did you meet him at? It was at Planet Comic-Con. It was yeah. in, um, I want to say, 2009. Cool. Um, man, Ray Park. Awesome. Awesome in this movie as Darth Maul. Sure. Um, was that everyone universally here? Yes. Is that, oh, absolutely. Is that all yes. of our thoughts? Yeah, one of the major highlights of the movie. Um, the, the major highlight, I think. Best part about Darth Maul, what is it, Jake? Um, the double-sided lightsaber and face paint. Like, just his overall Seriously. look and attitude, and like I was talking with Phil earlier, he doesn't say much in this movie, and I think that's what makes just his whole character of just like, whoa. He looks cooler that way. Yes. Yeah. He's such a cool character. Um, What's your favorite part about about him? Uh, the intensity. Like, yes. whenever you, the first couple times you see him, he's just like staring, and so it's cool. just this like psychotic kind of, yeah. you know, he's going to run at whatever he sees and kill it, and then when we see him in action literally what he does he just no words no yeah. exposition no you know it's bad action. guy monologuing just yeah you know kick the two jedi's rear ends in front of me as opposed to in the next movie whenever count dooku comes around and you're like oh my gosh yeah the first time we see count dooku he is sitting at a table with the rest of the uh confederate independent systems or whatever and they're talking about 
how we are going to succeed in the next mo- like that's so, our, that's our introduction to Dooku. Yeah, and that luckily <laughs> we don't have to cover Dooku in this one too, but right. maybe someday we'll do Attack of the Clones, which yeah. I would like to. Um, but Darth Maul, phenomenal. He shows up on Tatooine, mm-hmm. um, trying to chase down the Jedi and trying to chase down Queen Amidala. Right. So he shows up. Uh, by the way, two Queen Amidalas. We have uh, uh, Kira Knightley. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, Natalie Portman. But Kira Knightley is the fake. She's the decoy. The decoy Amidala. Decoy Amidala. Decoy Amidala. Rock me Amadeus. Sorry. It sounded funny to me when I said it in my head, but not as much <laughs> when it got out of my mouth. All right. And then uh, Dr. Uh, Natalie Portman from Thor. She was uh, mm-hmm. Thor's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, so they uh, are on the ship. Uh, they go to Tatooine. We have a pod racing conversation. Jake Lloyd starts to cozy up a little bit with Natalie Portman, but he is like six, and she's <laughs> a teenager, 22. and so it's really awkward and weird, mm-hmm. but you know, not so weird. But anyway, so uh, they have a little conversation. Shmi is like, I can't afford, uh, you know, anything at all. Uh, we had a bag of combos for dinner last <laughs> night. And if we can the pretzel and cheddar one's not the pizza. If we can't get uh, if we can't get him into school at a technical college, then we're we're doomed and we just hope he can get into that Jedi university you're talking about, sir, <laughs> on a you know, on a pod racing scholarship. <laughs> well, ma'am, I'll do my best to get him on the uh, Jedi University. Uh he'll be in the Yoda Yoda classes. Um so that's what we're catching up there. And he um he is sorry. He is pretty good. Sorry, I'm losing it. Sorry, over it's here. okay. He uh, then they pod race, mm-hmm. uh, and the, you you think he's not going to win, and then he's not going to win, and then guess what happens in the end? He wins. He wins. Yes. Congratulations. Shocker. Pod race. Pod race. Pod race. And they win. Is there a Tuscan Raider sighting on the pod race? There is. They uh, shoot one of. They shoot Ben Quadraneris's pod. Yeah, it's like, ridiculous that I know that. But right? I love I love the Tuscan Raiders. I right. love them absolutely. Then don't watch episode two. Just a warning. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Well, I mean, I don't love them. Like I hope you love. Like you I made... wanted them to win. You know what I'm saying that. You want those Tuscan Raiders to win. Let's let's see a movie, a solely standalone Tuscan Raider movie. Tuscan, oh, a Star my. Wars story. There's a lot of in the backdrop in the backdrop of the Star Wars universe on Tatooine. Is a small band of creatures named the Tuscan Raiders. We're just a poor group of people out here, and we just want to literally that whole shooting flintlocks and riding banthas, man. That's all like we do. do. That's what I'm talking about. Giggity, giggity, <laughs> let's go shooting banthas. All right, so, that's pod racing. Okay, all right, okay, enough. We oh my god, down Jack, down. Okay, right. so uh, they uh, win the race. They get the parts. They get the parts, uh, which was just an Intel Pentium processor for mm-hmm. their their plane and a surge protector. And a surge protector, and they fly away. <laughs> Darth Maul tracks them through space, um, and um, they end up going to where after this? Coruscant, the uh, capital planet. And it's a cool place. It's all city, it's right? A, the entire planet is a city. The entire planet. Is basically New York, and at the right. time we'd not seen, we'd only kind of heard. Of course, I don't even know if it was mentioned in the original trilogy. I think it was you an expanded it, universe. Well, you see it at the end of Return of the Jedi on the remake. In, there, right? in the yeah, in the remakes, they're pushing the statue of Palpatine over. You okay, see yeah, celebrating. but this is the like in 1999. It's like statue of Palpatine. It, yeah. No, it was. That's it what was. it's it like a Saddam, a Saddam Hussein style. Like, yeah, he's just standing there, and then underneath it's inscribed, "Do it." So this is the first in '99 when you're seeing this. This is the first time you're seeing Coruscant. Yeah, which that, right. I mean, that's that's cool. Yeah, and you also uh, cameo by the Millennium Falcon in that scene. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Bottom right corner, like two seconds, and you miss it. We mm-hmm. have a assassin in this one. Is she, or is she in the second one? The assassin's in the second. Okay, forget I said anything about an assassin. Um, so she, not she. What am I saying? They go to Coruscant uh, to meet up with the Republic uh, congressional hearings. Right. And uh, Nancy Pelosi is there. Right. Uh, we have Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer is also there. Harry Reid is there as well. They're all mm-hmm. there. And General, with, General Zod from Superman. And yeah, yeah, Palpatine uh, is there. Uh, is Yoda there for this one, or is that in the last movie? They, well, there's there's the congressional hearings going on, but then they're at the same time they're also going to the Jedi Council to present Anakin to them. Right. The, the, the Jedi separate happening. from Padme. 
Padme goes to the politics stuff, and the yeah. Jedi go to the council. Okay. Mitch McConnell is there. <laughs> all, they're all there. Um, so they, um, they're there. Uh, they have a bunch of votes. Mm-hmm. We're gonna. What are we gonna do? We're gonna not let Queen Amidala. What? Padme's upset because We're cutting her, her budget yeah, her, for headdresses. Her whole planet is getting invaded. She wants something done about it, and she wants. And there assistance. was an illegal blockade. Illegal blockade, but it's all being tied up in committees. And Palpatine's in there whispering in her ear, which is this is what this is essentially what he wants to happen. And so Padme. Or Queen Amidala, and I think it's her double in that scene. I'm yeah. not it's, sure. it's Queen Amidala to yeah, the Queen, world. Right, right. <laughs> Queen Amidala, real name. and they she submits a vote of no confidence to the current Chancellor, Chancellor Valorium, and so th- he's going to get the the idea. He's going to get impeached. He's going to get impeached, and they want to put Palpatine in as his goal. Now, a Valorium standalone movie, there would you be go, phenomenal. Right. Yeah. Maybe even the Tuscan Raiders movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Valorium and the Tuscans. V <laughs> and the T. So they um, a Star Wars story. They Star leave. <laughs> Gosh. So they leave the planet at this point? No. Um, so they they get um, the 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 chancellor gets uh, ousted and Palpatine. They they haven't decided yet, but Palpatine becomes the front runner for um, to get the job. A surprise, to be sure. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the in the Jedi, they discuss with Qui Gon about training Anakin about the possibility of him being the chosen one, um, which is a big deal. And again, you have to know like all this background to even get. Um, to even get the uh, the gist of it, but he's supposed to destroy the Sith, and then they're like, "We well, can't worry about that now. You got attacked by a, a dark sider. Yeah, you need to go find him and take him out." Okay, and so uh, the the like you said, the Jedi Council that you get to see them here, right? Now that was a cool part of the movie for me mm-hmm. when I first saw it. That we have all these Jedi, and we see Yoda, right? You see, Yo- you see Yoda, all of the all of the most powerful masters in the order. Um, yeah, Mace, Mace Windu. Mace yeah, Mace Windu, Windu is Samuel there. Jackson. Samuel there. Jackson is there, um, and they um, they are not as confident in Qui Gon's judgment that Anakin is the one, right? Right. And so they um, have then, uh, like you said, they have tasked uh, them to go kill Darth Maul. Essentially, right. got to get rid of him. Right. And so they chase him down. She Padme. Then they escort Padme to Neb- Naboo. Right. Uh, where then they have. Uh, Fighting on the ground, basically. Who's the general guy that's her general dude? Oh, the guy with the hat. Oh, she has He's uh, the guy with the hat. It's her head of security. His name's Captain Panaka. There you go, Panaka. He yeah. was good. I like his hat him. has a cape. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does. His hat has He's a cape. So regal. His hat <laughs> has a cape. So they um they go there. They have to fight on the ground with each other. The Gungans end up helping. The the Gungans are a distraction. Basically, the the Naboo are going to invade the palace and take kidnap the viceroy to get the Trade Federation to surrender because they can't beat them. They want to if they get the leadership, they can get them to surrender. Yes, the Gungans are basically the cannon fodder. Okay, so take well, the natives, you know. take the natives who aren't as educated, put huh. them on the front lines, let them get killed. Wait a minute, and about twenty. You know, a, a, a ten thousand Gungans get murdered by these ro- robot army, okay. and then a, the the yes. elite class they sneak in under cover of two Jedi <laughs> to the throne room, yeah. to the throne room, and and the with very little risk. Which something that something that Adam and I noticed when we when we watched this movie a couple like a week or two ago was there's like what maybe a dozen of them that sneak into the throne room. Yeah, and actually there, do there's about thing. thirty total. Yeah, 30, Naboo. Na- Naboo that are that risking, are risking their lives to to gain their planet back, and right? they're all her security, so it's their job anyway. Right. Okay. And then at the end, they have this huge celebration in the final scene, With and there's millions of Naboo. millions of Naboo people all over the place. Like, yeah, yeah we did it. Thanks, <laughs> right. we did. Thanks, Gungans. We yeah, brought our streamers. <laughs> They're here. We're gonna give you. And they a, did no. not do anything to actually fight in yeah. this. And war. then they're like, "Here, Naboo people. Here's a gi- or here, here, Gungans. Here's a giant glowing orb. Yeah. Here's one of those static balls that you From see the at the 80s. science center. <laughs> <laughs> the science center. So before we we, we kind of skipped ahead there, didn't we? Um. So they get to, they get to, uh, uh, they they have the battle. The the Gungans help out by being the human shields, and they um. And then uh, Padme's so excited they win. Uh, they have the big festival at the end. But the biggest thing in the whole movie is the massive boss fight at the end right? with Darth Maul. Yep. Qui-Gon Jinn. Pick up your health potions. Yes. <laughs> the boss fight. <laughs> it is the boss fight. Qui-Gon, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn and Tonic is going to fight uh, with uh, Darth Maul. 
uh, and uh, Obi-Wan's going to stand around and not help much. Not not at first, yes. So they fight. Um, Qui-Gon, how does Darth Maul get the slip on Qui-Gon in this fight? I think it's a matter of uh, fatigue. You know, uh, Jake and I were talking about this. Um, he's he's a master for Obi-Wan, so he's been training Obi-Wan since Obi-Wan was like six or seven. So Qui-Gon's going to be in his 50s, maybe early 60s. Even though the Jedi are in like really great shape, eventually a 60-year-old man, no matter how good a shape, is not going to be able to keep up right. with Darth Maul, who may be in his yeah. 20s or 30s. Yeah, or a robot Vader. Or a robot Obi-Wan, Vader, yeah, yeah. Fights him later. Right. It's it, Eventually he's just going to wear down to where, you know, it's two people in the prime of their life, the one who has the youth is probably going to be quicker. If yes. Qui-Gon can't finish it quickly, which he doesn't, he's going to he's gonna lose out. So he gets uh, killed. Mm-hmm. Qui-Gon get, does. Yeah. He gets a, he gets a ventilated ventricle. <laughs> and then, uh, so then Obi-Wan has it's cooler to, in there now. Obi-Wan yeah, yeah. steps in. And at this point, when you were watching this the first time, guys, did you think, okay, Obi-Wan's just going to chase him off? Right. Right? Yeah, a, li- a little bit. I thought that would happen. Right. But he ends up cutting him in half. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And this is one of those interesting things about in the story that um, the way that they film the order makes it awkward because someone who's never seen any Star Wars, oh man, that, that Darksider guy killed the, the Master, surely he's going to kill the Apprentice and get away. If we've seen the original trilogy, you know, Obi-Wan lives. No matter yeah. what happens, Obi-Wan's going to make it at least to be an old man. Yeah. So, it, it you know, it's depending on your perspective... Whatever movie you see first is going to spoil something. If you see the prequels first, it's going to spoil the surprises in yes. the original trilogy. Yeah, yes. true. That's but true. vice versa, the same thing. Absolutely, if with the prequels. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, so um, they fight. Uh, Darth Maul has the high ground. Cut. He has the high ground. He, he, it doesn't count with Obi Wan. No, oh, that's right. Yeah. Sorry. He's uh, got a plus two for agility. That is true. And he. he <laughs> and so then, um, there it is. So they 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 win the the war. They lose this battle though, or they win a battle. He loses this individual battle though because of uh, um, the death, thing, of the whole, that whole death thing of his master. <laughs> um, Obi Wan decides I, uh, in his dying breath. Qui Gon's like, please train Anakin, and Obi Wan's like, please no, <laughs> don't ask me, right. don't he's, ask me to do that. He's a terrible actor. Yeah, he's bad. We'll recast him. It'll be fine. Oh well, in, in that case. In that case, then I will accept. Surely they'll get a young Matt Damon or something yeah. to play him. So, some, somebody no, we'll handsome but Vader. Kid. We'll get we'll get this kid that's a you know the yeah. producer. Well, you know that Jake Lloyd, like he went through a lot in his personal life because of his role in this movie, and he had like mental health problems and has been in trouble with the law, and like yeah. he has said several times that doing this movie like ruined his life essentially, and wish he'd never done it. Well, Jake, I'd love to have you come on the show, and we can talk about that. Um, I really would. I bet you would. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to have him on. I'm going to try to contact him. He's Is he out of... Never mind. I'm, I, I'm not sure. I'm going to stop talking. I don't know. Inmate number or something, something, no. something. It was recent. See, it I was, was trying not to go there. Email not to go there. Yeah, it has to be Jake. snail mail. Oh, we'll, we'll get it there. All right. So uh, Palpatine is elected new ch- Supreme Chancellor. We're all so pumped. That always ends well when the evil person becomes the new chancellor. Uh, One thing that I... If I could say something. Yeah, go at, um, at the Jedi funeral, um, Jake and I were talking about this. So there, uh, there's a moment where Yoda and uh, Mace Windu are talking about Sith, and it's where we get the famous rule of two and that there's always two Sith, a master and apprentice. And they say, which one did we get, the master or the apprentice? And the camera zooms right in on Palpatine. And it's like— Oh, my gosh. If you, did, if you were wondering but didn't, weren't sure if Palpatine is the bad guy, now you know. <laughs> That's it's like weird. they, they might have you... put a red blinking light over his head. Beep, beep, bad guy, bad, bad guy. guy, bad guy. Or give, him, give him time to monologue something. <laughs> so they, um, yeah, so there it is. The Gungans are excited. They get this glowing orb, and then we go to John Williams' as a composition, the Star Wars theme. Yep. So very good. Uh, let's do this real quick. Uh, let's go goods and bads in the movie. Goods. Uh, Obi-Wan, the ships. I love the design of the ships in yes. this. It really, really made it interesting and kind of put me more in the world. It's cool. Goods, um, man. That the final lightsaber battle is just, in my opinion, in all of Star Wars, that's the best lightsaber battle in Episode One between Darth Maul, Qui Gon, Obi Wan. Also, Duel of the Fates, which is the musical the music. score that's yes. behind it. Awesome. Just, I mean, it almost makes like if it was a different music playing, I don't know if it would be. It's, it's as, as good, good as Vader's like Benny, theme. Like, it's like Benny so Hill or good. something. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. But, 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 right. Uh, and like, uh, oh, the guy who plays the Emperor, what's his name again? Uh, Ian McDermott. Yeah. So, I mean. He's incredible. He's, yeah, he's good. Solid. So there's a lot of good acting. I think Qui-Gon Jinn did really well. So, I, I mean, I think. But, um, man, the movie is just so much. Like, the original trilogy focused on three characters, three or four characters, and you just followed them through a story. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on around them. But you just but fo- it, focused on their struggles. Yeah, but it was built around their struggle. In this movie, you don't even know who the main character is. Jar-Jar. Like who? You know, oh my gosh, <laughs> Jar Jar's yeah. main I'm, character. So, I mean, there is no main. Like, there's all these different things going on. It's so convoluted, and it's all almost exclusively world building, but complex, hard to understand. I mean, it's great if you're like just really into Star Wars. There's so much to discuss and dissect. But if you're just like, hey, friend, let's go see a movie. We like Star Wars. You're gonna be like, what in the what? Like, it's not easy to understand, and it's a it's not fun because unlike the first one where it's like, oh, wow, these guys, we, we love these characters. They've got to fight through this thing, and it's really good storytelling. This is not good storytelling. It's not. Not. Um, okay, so check it out. Uh, Radio Friends, we're going to say bye to you. Uh, if you want to hear the rest of this conversation, uh, download the episode, uh, the Horror Movie Podcast on uh, iTunes and everywhere you get your uh, podcast. That's what this is called. Uh, anyway, we'll have more conversation. We'll rate this thing. We'll talk about what, what these guys have been into lately and have a little bit more uh, Star Wars talk. But Radio Friends, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we will see you all soon. And uh, keep it real uh, or don't keep it at all. Okay, so let's rate this movie, guys. Um, one horrible being bad. Five, like I said earlier, being uh, The Room. <laughs> so... Adam, go ahead. Uh, I want to give it a, a three, right in the middle. It's there are some really good things about this, and then there are some really, really atrocious things about it. Um, I I think, like Jake said earlier, there's there's no focus, and that's really the big thing for me is that it's like, do we even need to have what we're seeing here? Yes. If they would, I think if they would have focused on any one part, either the stuff on Tatooine or the stuff with the Trade Federation, although that's my my lowest vote. I think that's everyone's vote, and, right? I mean, and then the you know the so stuff pointless. about the Jedi. Um, if they would have focused on any one of them and really followed those that narrative, I think it would have been a much better movie. I also think the slapstick is the the death knell for this movie. Yeah. Um, it's some of the stuff is so ridiculous that you can't uh, you can't get into the movie because you're like, okay, Jar Jar's doing something stupid again. You know, it just completely pulls you out of the yeah. movie. Then I do that. That's yeah, yeah. Well, and so like. The pod racing scene, which I had always, when I watched the movie, like, oh, pod, like, that's a good, you know, I even went, they re-released this in 3D uh, a couple years ago, and I went and saw it, and it was like, it was cool to watch that, you know. But then, like, there's like a five to ten minute scene building up to the start of the race, where you see all these goofy characters doing all these goofy things, cartoony characters. Warren Uh, Davis is in that scene. There's like a camel that farts. And, and Jar Jar has right, and so there's he drops and the wrench and makes his his uh, tongue numbs his lip. Yeah, all his this goofy, and thing. it's like you could have had all that out, and it would have been a, a much more like there. There's no tension. Like, oh man, if Anakin loses this race, like they're gonna be stuck on Tatooine. Yeah, make like, the stakes like there's heavier. a lot. Like there really is a lot of stakes to him winning this race. Yeah, like, you don't feel yeah. that tension at they're all. They're gonna be stuck on Tatooine, and Qui Gon and Obi Wan are gonna have to use their powers. To, to get them out, out of this mess <laughs> right. like they should have done in the first place. Like this dumb like, right, right. well, we could take all their money just by using the force. Give me all this money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we can leave. Right. No. No, let's let's find out what midichlorians are. And Thanks. so there's yeah. no, like, there's it, there's no stakes. The other th- is, like, it, sorry, you, did you want to say no, more no, about that? Okay. go ahead. The other thing is, okay, so in the opening scene where they go to, like, negotiate the peace treaty, uh, they're sitting in a room, and the room gets uh, gassed. There's a, a few seconds. They have gas masks. Right. There's a few seconds where you see gas coming out of a vent. That is the only scene in the entire movie that does not have CGI. Mm. And George Lucas said a there vent. were there, a vent. Okay. So there was, and it's only like three seconds, five seconds. You know, there were scenes where there's like one where Padme and the and uh, Palpatine are like having this conversation before they go out on the floor. They are sitting in a just a big green box. And so part of, I think, some of the issue with this movie is, is that the actors had no context of where they were, who they were talking to. 
chance the Chancellor Valorium guy, General Zod. General Zod. Yeah, he was like really excited about working with Natalie Portman in this movie. And so he's like, oh, sweet, because they have a scene where they're both in the Senate chamber. And he's like, oh, cool, Natalie Portman's an up-and-coming actress. Like, I'm excited to meet her. He shows up, and he's like, George, where's Natalie? And he points to this piece of paper on a wall and goes, that's Natalie. Look at that. So, like, most of these actors weren't even in the same Bummer. room. The, the audio, uh, most of it's dubbed. Like, they do the scene... Then the actors have to come back, re-record oh their lines gosh. in a studio, and then they're dubbed mm-hmm. onto Synced their... To get it all synced up. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. Is This may be one of those where George Lucas did the things he did because he could. Mm-hmm. And because yes. Before this... Yeah. like he was experimenting well, with the we talk about We talk about Jurassic Park a lot as like... What that came out in 93, the first one? Yeah. Yeah. They used CGI on that one. And that was the first movie where I remember thinking, man, that's unbelievable they can make that dinosaur look like look like this. It's yeah, crazy. It yeah. still kind of holds up, Jurassic Park. Think Clark. about that. So then it's like then it's like they in that movie I didn't think they were doing things just to do things. In this movie it's like we're having, you know, the, the It's like, look, I have a firecracker. I know. Watch watch it. That's not real. It's a CGI. <laughs> no, he de- and and in the like the DVD commentary George Lucas spends his whole time going, look at that. None of that's real. Oh, see all that? Totally fake. Oh, yeah. See that? All that right there? That's all. So he, that, and he, I mean, he's, yeah, okay. yeah he's so George, super proud of it. He, yeah. He he got to the point where he was like, like, oh, uh, so engrossed in the ability he's missing to the make forest it. for the trees. Yes, yeah. exactly. There, are, whole, there are many, many whole scenes that are compl- like, there's no real anything. Like, just, yeah. you're watching a computer animated show gross yeah mm-hmm. no real anything gross. well and i think i think george lucas is a really great sketch artist yeah he comes up with ideas cuz i mean he's come at, his career has been amazing he's come up with some amazing things mm-hmm. you know indiana jones star wars all uh uh he he had a part in writing blade runner i mean just creating these worlds he's really great at that but i think it he's really successful like with empire and jedi and and is when it's like, hey, I've got this idea. I want to do this. Yes. And then you have someone who's really good at crafting a story, like Irving Kirshner for Empire, mm-hmm. who says, okay, I'll take this and run with it, and you tell me if you like it. Yeah. I think that's when he, George Lucas is really successful, because otherwise, I think as a creator, he he does too much, ooh, look, a squirrel. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Now let's make him a Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> because his midichlorians are so high. Well, and like the, the Clone Wars series is one of my favorite, the CGI is one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars anything. I mean, yeah. I just oh, yeah. loved the series. But, and in that one, you've got, what is it, four or five seasons, and you can do a star, story arc over several episodes, and you can take little pieces of the lore and dive into just that for a couple episodes and to explain a little thing from the movies that was almost inconsequential, but then you're like, oh, wow, and that's super interesting. You can't do that in a movie. And I think he tries to go all over the place and yes. get all these, and you're just peppered with all this stuff, and you're like, that was way too much, way too much world, right. world building, way too much lore. So it's like, what? Wait, why that? Whoa, whoa, okay, well, but, but why that? Whoop! Now we're over here now, yeah, exactly. and it's like and taxes, lots and, and lots of taxes. Too. Like no but, kid wants to sit. And but there's some in, hearings, and, and right. there is some interesting stuff like uh, in C-SPAN's the C-SPAN's not very highly rated uh, network. Right. In the original trilogy, C-3PO will go thank the maker, and you're like. That's Anakin Skywalker, aka Darth Vader. Like I thought, that was you know you sometimes you put these little things together that aren't super obvious, you know, right. and so some of that I can appreciate, right? Because you and I sat there for a couple hours and discussed right. all this background stuff and whatever, and that and that's cool for like hardcore fans to be able to do, and that's fun. But man, when you're trying to make a movie that is for everybody, you can't make the, the layman is not going to appreciate. That's it. right, and you can't make the whole. You can leave little Easter eggs and little stuff. But you can't make the whole movie just right. for the hardcore and then put Jar Jar. And that's the, the tone is so off. It's like we're going to talk about all this super complex stuff, make it overly complicated. But the kids will love it because Jar Jar's in here. You got to love Jar Jar. Like it doesn't, it, the tone is all off. What What did you say the rating was? What was your rating for this? Uh, three. Three. Mm, I don't know. Maybe a, maybe a three and a half. Maybe maybe even four. Like I said, I've really it's, it's I've, rough. I've really soured on this a After lot because, what, like, yeah. I, again, I can re, I can sit here and just have a conversation about Star Wars lore, but I it, I would be embarrassed to watch this movie with anybody who's not a hardcore fan. <laughs> you're trying to prop it up, and be like, you're gonna like this. Yeah, there's no way. There's there's nobody that I know the, that the I can watch this with. The ending is good. Just stick with it till the ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can look that up on YouTube. Here's the thing, and right. like 
to uh, Weird Al did a parody of uh, the day the music died, and which is yes. the the plot of episode one. Yes. Anybody who's interested, in, you know, if you do the machete order or whatever, yeah. and just be like, here, watch this Weird Al music video. I'll, I'll probably post. This is everything later. you need to know. I'll probably post that. It's great. Later. Like it's a good. Yeah. It's good. And there's one, you know, uh, there's his music video which doesn't contain any Star Wars scenes, but of course on YouTube. People have like matched spliced the together. spliced together the scenes with the lyrics, cool. and that is way better than. And then YouTube the lightsaber duel, and you're good. And you're good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Weird Al, um, Weird Al, and lightsabers. So this, uh, let's yeah, good <laughs> and, time. And everything you need to know. Uh, movie overall for me is a four, because it took something I loved mm-hmm. and turned it into this weird like I didn't need to know this much about this universe. Mm-hmm. I just needed to know some meat and potatoes. So yeah. And I, th- I think, like, the la- when this came out, the last thing we had seen was Jedi. Yeah. And Jedi is epic. Yeah. You know, it may not be everybody's favorite, but no one can argue. It's epic. Yeah. And the ending is is just this amazing yeah, ending it to it. Yeah. It. Yeah. And it's got, you know, the some it's, it's I would argue it that Vader turning back to the light and saving Luke, and he's the one who kills the Emperor, not are here that we've been following this entire time. It's a dad saving his son is almost a bigger twist than finding out Vader's his father. Right. So that's what we, wait, what? Right. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's, it's been 40 years. If you don't know the yeah. plot of empire, the strike back. Oh no, don't tell them guys. You, uh, don't listen to this. We didn't do a spoiler alert. Yeah. Dang it. Um, but that's what we left with. And then 30 years later, 25 years later, you know, <laughs> Everybody gets excited. Star Wars coming back and it with all new technology and everything we've ever hoped for is coming back. George yes. Lucas is going to give us something new. There were posters that they were giving out for free at McDonald's uh, that I had every one of them. I kept going back to McDonald's. I probably raised my cholesterol like 400 <laughs> points <laughs> so I could get Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and R2-D2 yeah. and everything. And, uh, and Viceroy Gunray. And Viceroy Gunray. <laughs> um, and, but we had Jedi and we're like, we are expecting this quality again. Yeah. And then it fell short, yeah. and it's it was more Christmas special than it was right, Jedi. right, yeah. And it's it's like I think to a lot of people it was really devastating. Like really, yeah, you know. Well, cool. Put a bow on this one. Uh, let's talk about this real quick. What, Adam? What have you been into lately? Honestly, I'm really obsessed with Fallout Four right now. Oh, okay, cool. And it's it's a little bit older game, but I've um, I've had it for a while, and I just I kind of got back into playing it again. Um, recently, and I'm just, just, I'm really big into, into world building. That's why I'm a Star Wars fan. That's why I'm into that stuff. But the idea that, um, like games like Skyrim or, or Fallout, a lot of the Bethesda games, they just have this huge universe and there's so much stuff in it. And I really like that. I really like finding stories and stuff cool. like that. And it's really, so I'm, I'm really obsessed with it right That's now. That's awesome. Jakester. Mm. What have you been into lately? Uh, I'm working on my, uh, blog and, uh, I've been, been working quite a bit. I'm also, you know, I got a German shepherd and, oh, okay. uh, I'm, tr- I'm fine. What's fi- uh, your German shepherd's name? Max. Max. Maximus. Uh, after the gladiator. Cause Willis. if you try to hurt my family, he will shed blood. Uh, that's why I named him Maximus. <laughs> and he will go, are you not entertained? <laughs> right. So, uh, I finally started, I, I used to, uh, train dogs when I was in the military, like bomb sniffing dogs and, and uh, police dogs. And so I finally got to the point now where I'm starting to train him up and to sniff out bombs. No, what? <laughs> yeah, no, not that. But I mean, just a, it, it comes up a lot. A yeah, little exactly. bit. I, I want to get to a little bit more advanced than just sit. But I mean, right now we're just working on stay. I've only had him for a few months, and we bonded and stuff. I just haven't had time. But I'm going to start moving on to a little more advanced training with Max. Cool, Phil. What have you been into lately? Anything spectacular you'd like to talk about? Um, I'm just I'm reading the Flash Rebirth comics right now, and they're phenomenal. Uh, it, they've already that we talked about it at lunch, but they've already introduced uh, some new villains that I think are some of the most interesting backstory type stuff that I've I read in a long time. So um, I, honestly, I've been always been more of a Marvel, you know, this uh, more of a Marvel comics guy. But um, the stuff that is being written about the Flash mm-hmm. right now is is A grade. So definitely cool. check it out. Clock King. Is that one of the bad guys? No. Condiment King. Condiment King. Kite Man. He's Batman. That's. Have you seen Lego Batman? Killer yeah, Whale. So good. Oh, yeah. Killer it's Whale. So Killer good. Whale. King Tut. <laughs> Lego Batman is so. It's one of my favorites now. It's cool. Yes. Oh, it's, it's really good. good. Super so funny. Good. Okay. Well, guys, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Adam, thanks so much. Yeah. Jake, thanks so much. Yep. Anything else? Anything last words? 
May the force be with you. Always. Uh, don't let your midichlorians get too high. Your doctor might become concerned. Don't let your babies grow up to be Sith Lord. <laughs> don't let them hang out with Palpatine and Count Dooku. Dude, if somebody, that would be great if you went into the ER wearing a Star Wars shirt and you had like something serious going on. Your doctor walks in and is like, well, according to your tests, your midichlorians are over 20,000. <laughs> when was the last time you felt this way? Well, Not even Master Yoda has a count that high. I know, yeah. And he's 900 years old. Right. Yeah. What have you been eating? What have you been eating? Uh, oh, very good. Um, guys, thanks so much. We'll do it again. Remember, the Machete Order is episode four, then five, then watch two, then watch three, then watch six, and then take this movie we just watched and uh, or just talked about and just shred it. Watch, just, watch the Weird Al yeah, version. Yeah, and, and for this movie, yeah, you want to watch the Weird Al video for, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Saga Begins is the name of the song. Okay, and it's basically America Pie with, with uh, yeah. Jedi. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you all soon. Phil, uh, thank you. You're the best. You're number one. He is. All right. See you guys. Peace out. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorrormoviepodcast.com.